I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. This week we are featuring an activity that is sponsored by the Poetry Foundation and the National Endowment for the Arts, one of those great examples of how federal funding and state funding for the arts supports very important uh, arts programming for our youth of today and our leaders of the future. Uh, that program is Poetry Out Loud, a national poetry recitation program that's been around for 11 years now. We're in the 11th year. And joining me in the studio today is our 2017 Delaware State Champion of Poetry Out Loud, Cecilia Ergeta, a junior at Wilmington Friends School, and our former Poet Laureate, but also our court, our assistant with the Poetry Out Loud program for a number of years, Joanne Belingit. Welcome, Cecilia. Hello. Great to have you here. And Joanne? Thanks for having me. Thank you. So glad you could both join us. We're here uh, in uh, National Poetry Month uh, with the National Poetry Out Loud finals coming up at the end of April. And uh, Cecilia, you're going to be representing Delaware uh, at the National Finals at the end of April. But what I'd like to do for our listening audience is uh, spend a little bit of time talking about the Poetry Out Loud program uh, just briefly about its history, uh, and Joanne, if, if you could sort of address that, and then we'll turn to Cecilia and hear about her uh, personal experience with the process this year. Okay, I'd love to do that. Poetry Out Loud, as um, you said, was hosted or founded by the Poetry Foundation and the National Endowment for the Arts in 2005, so it has been a phenomenally successful program. Thousands and thousands of students and teachers and schools across the country in every state and the Virgin Islands, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico have taken part. And it's a way for students to be exposed to our great literary tradition of poetry and to get back to recitation of poetry, memorizing poems in the classroom. Um, it's a wonderful program, and what happens at the state level, sometimes um, a number of contests throughout the states, depending on how many people are involved and how big the state is, is a performance where students recite three poems that they've memorized and so this is bringing the best language poetic language and the tradition of poetry not only to students and their teachers but to an audience in all these venues across the states in small communities in big cities and it culminates every April or May in Washington D.C. when the 53 state or regional champs compete for the prize uh, and the honor of being the National Poetry Out Loud champion. And that happens to come with a $20,000 scholarship. Uh, there are also smaller scholarships at all the state levels. It's just a wonderful program. And I, I like to um, say that it amazes me every year to see the wonderful um, poems performed and not just that, the maturity and the passion that the high school students, this is a high school program, channel through these works. It's just an amazing program. Could you speak briefly, Joanne, about the, the poetry anthology 
uh, that the stu students select from. And then, Cecilia, I'll turn to you and ask you about why you picked the particular poems that you did, and maybe it, a little later in the show, maybe ask you to recite one of those poems. I'm glad you asked, because this is a wonderful resource. You can go online to www.poetryoutloud.org, and there are all kinds of resources there, teaching lessons, videos, um, essays, but the highlight of the of the website is a poetry anthology, over 900 poems. Some of them get retired every year. They get a little too popular, and, and many get added every year. So there are poems there that are 500 years old by Shakespeare, and poems that were just published maybe last year. So it's a, it's a wide and deep selection of um, American and international poetry. It's a wonderful collection. And you can search it by keyword. And that, that's available on Poetry Foundation's site. Well, it's poetryoutloud.org and poetryfoundation.org has links to it. Okay, great. Cecilia, from that anthology, uh, what criteria did you have for selecting poems? I, I think they're like general categories you need to select from. But then within those categories, how did you pick the ones that you picked? And Yeah, that was definitely a process. Um, there are, I think, three, do you have three poems that you prepare? Um, one of them being um, under 25 lines, uh, one of them being before the 20th century, written before the 20th century, and the last one is free choice, so that one you can do whatever you like. And that's where actually the website really helped me because, um, you know, you don't come there with your poems already. You know, I'll do this poem, I'll do that poem. Um, so they have this kind of random generator on the site of just pick a random poem that they have in the anthology and I just shuffled through that so many times I looked at hundreds of poems before I decided on the ones that I had and then looking at whether they match the criteria and eventually I, I found my poems they, they, they fit the requirements and I was good to go Now what sparked your interest in participating in this program in the first place? Well, I know a lot of schools do it in different ways. Um, I've heard that I'm really impressed by the schools where every single student, you know, is required to participate and compete. Um, but in our school, we have a little kind of student-run club, and it meets at lunches every seven days. It's called, I think, the Poetry Speaks Club. And um, the coordinators were encouraging of students not only to share poetry within um, the club space, but also to participate in Poetry Out Loud. Um, we've only done it, I think, three times so far, or twice perhaps. And um, and I wasn't even, I just came because I liked poetry. But um, they were very encouraging for me to give it a go at my school. And I guess that turned out well. <laughs> Let me ask either one of you, uh, Joanne, I know you are a poet, uh, a, a writer of poetry. Uh, Cecilia, do you write poetry as well? I've written poetry, but I wouldn't say I'm a poet. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joanne, what, how would you characterize the value of, of reciting poetry? I mean, where does that fit into the full range of what poetry has to offer? Well, the value, first of all, of reciting poetry is that it, it is a, a medium in language, but it's meant to be out loud. It actually is meant to be heard because much of the much of what the poem quote unquote means is coming 
orally is 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 meant to be heard its music carries as much meaning as as the the form on the page or the words themselves so to hear a poem out loud and to just have the sound waves sort of hitting your body to to receive it physically makes a huge difference in how you are understanding how you are um, perceiving what what the emotion that that poem that that poet wanted to convey to you so a poem is really an emotional uh, delivery package and to hear it out loud is the best way to, to get that emotion and not only that the students getting a poem by heart they have that poem forever they have that language and it's it's a way not only to honor our language but to renew it for students to be um, memorizing what has been rendered into the best Word, the best word in the right, the best words in the, in the best order. To, for them to have that by heart renews their own imagination and their own use of language. Uh, it's, it, and just getting up in front of people and performing is, is such a useful, um, activity for, for confidence and, um, just the, the, the pleasure of being able to 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 speak to a group and, and know that you can do that and uh, move people with a work of art. Now, this year in Delaware, I believe 20 high schools participated uh, in the semifinals, and then that narrowed down to 13 for the finals. Cecilia, you went through both rounds of that and came out as the state champion. Uh, what What was your preparation process like to get ready for these two rounds of uh, adjudication? Yeah, I think a lot of people imagine kind of, you know, sitting down with a poem and kind of working your way through it line by line. But I actually had um, a very different, unusual process, I would say. Um, I, I do a lot at school, and I have a lot going on, and so I don't I don't find the time to kind of sit down and, and go through that laborious process. Um, but I know that for memorizing poetry, it's important to get a kind of daily kind of studying the poem. And so I would do it while I was doing the dishes. Mm. And I would be, you know, doing the dishes. I'd have my laptop out, you know, I'd have the poem, and I'd just be running through it line by line by line and not even worrying about the style at the time. It was just about if you say something a 100 times, you'll know it, and then you can work on what it sounds like try performing it so I think that's really interesting that that you memorized your poems while you were doing a physical activity that fits that works because a poem is physical well it's interesting because I'm a theater person and I find that learning lines for a for a musical or a play it's the same kind of thing if I'm learning it in the context of physicality it's much easier to remember Mm -hmm. uh, what we're doing now before we go to a break, what are some of the criteria, Joanne, that, that are used to adjudicate uh, the, the recitation? Well, we look at, there's a rubric, and that rubric is also online at poetryoutloud.org. So, first of all, there's an accuracy judge, which uh, who is looking at um, the, the poem as the performance goes on to make sure there's no words dropped for example, and and there are points there. But we look at the uh, physical presence of 
or listen to, I should say, and take in the physical presence of the performer, the articulation of the performer, um, the the sense that the performer understands the poem and is conveying the the meaning and the emotional weight that was intended. Um, there's one category which is just called overall. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's much much like a performance on the stage that people would think of with an actor. There's all of that presence and articulation and conveying the poem. But there's also um, a sort of ineffable, ineffable, ineffable ability of some performers to, to put the poem out front so well that the speaker sort of disappears into the poem so so I would say becomes a vessel for the poem and um, Cecilia did that so well at the finals question how can you judge poetry recitation Uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I believe poetry was one of the Olympic events in the ancient Greek Olympics it was (laughs) it was that's where the laurel wreath came from (laughs) for poet laureate if you would I would love to have you share one of your poems with our listening audience but first let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOB our guest in the studio today are the 2017 Delaware Poetry Out Loud champions, Cecilia Ergeta from Wilmington Friends School, and Joanne Belinget, our uh, Poetry Out Loud uh, coordinator here in Delaware and former uh, State Poet Laureate. Uh, Cecilia, I, I was, Joanne and I were talking, I, I hope you're okay with doing uh, uh, the True Blue American. Uh, I'm going to ask Joanne to just give a little bit of background briefly about Delmore Schwartz, the poet, and then ask you uh, to do the recitation. Yes, Delmore Schwartz uh, was an American poet born in 1913 in Brooklyn, and he died at age 51 in New York, uh, much revered uh, by his contemporaries, uh, by by poets, um, a, a great American poet. And, and I think one of his most um, eloquent um, fans is the rock musician Lou Reed, who was his student at Syracuse University. So you can listen to a couple of songs, My House, which is on the album Blue Mask, or European Sun, or read essay uh, essays by uh, Lou Reed about his beloved teacher, Delmore Schwartz. Okay, Cecilia, why don't you uh, introduce this the way you would, as though you're coming up to the microphone at the competition? Sure. The True Blue American by Delmo Schwartz Jeremiah Dixon was a true blue American, for he was a little boy who understood America, for he felt that he must think about everything, because that's all there is to think about. Knowing immediately the intimacy of truth and comedy, Knowing intuitively how a sense of humor was a necessity for one and for all who live in America. Thus, natively and naturally, when, on an April Sunday in an ice cream parlor, Jeremiah was requested to choose between a chocolate sundae and a banana split, he answered unhesitatingly, having no need to think of it. 
being a true blue American, determined to continue as he began, rejecting the either-or of Kierkegaard and many another European, refusing to accept alternatives, refusing to believe the choice of between, rejecting selection, denying dilemma, electing absolute affirmation, knowing in his breast the infinite and the gold of the endless frontier, the deathless west. Both. I will have them both, declared this true blue American in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in an ice cream parlor, <laughs> instructed by the great department stores, by the five and ten taught by Christmas, by the circus, by the vulgarity and grandeur of Niagara Falls and the Grand Canyon, tutored by the grandeur, vulgarity, and infinite appetite, gratified and shining in the darkness of the light on Saturdays, at the double bills of the moon pictures, consummation of the advertisement, of the imagination, of the light, which is, as it was, the infinite belief and infinite hope of Columbus, Barnum, Edison, and Jeremiah Dixon. Thank you. I would love to have there be more dead air to just let that settle, but <laughs> we're on the radio, so I can't do that. The, um, wonderful job. Tell me, what prompted you to select that particular poem? Well, I actually started out, I had one poem in mind um, originally set out, and it was one of the ones that I've done. What that I do actually is The Nail by C.K. Williams, and it's a poem about torture, and it's very, very dark. And so I thought, well, I just have to have something that balances out this extraordinary darkness. Um, so I wanted something fun, something light, and this one, um, it's satirical, so it's not, you know, it's not kind of the, the, the brightest one, but it is, it is funny, and it is light, and so I, I really appreciated that, and I like that there was, there was some substance to it, too. I think it's, it's definitely a commentary on American culture, and I think that's fun to do. Mm-hmm. Now, in the process of learning the poems, and then hearing other students recite these poems at both the semifinals and the finals... Did you learn anything from hearing others recite that has kind of informed what you're doing as you move through the process and now head on to Washington? Mm, that's an interesting question. Um, I did notice um, that I think I I unknowingly did a good job with my, my range of poetry. Um, I think some students, they're fantastic, um, but they chose poems that were very similar, and so they weren't able to show their kind of range of ability. So I think I'm going to try to really emphasize that coming up um, of how I can do a, a, a very dark poem, a very serious poem and then a kind of, a, a lighter one um, gosh other than that yeah, I, I think um, Cecilia scored really strong marks for her choice mm-hmm. of poems and that's, that's a really important strategy too mm-hmm. what poems you choose um, and and you're very perceptive. If a student does poems that are all of similar tone, right. they can't show their their breadth. 
their breath. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have about two minutes left. So in those two minutes, what are some of the activities that you're going to be involved in in the upcoming weeks uh, related to uh, your state championship? Yeah, we have um, Delaware Arts Advocacy Day, which I believe is on May 4th. Um, there will be um, uh, no recitations and also various other guest speakers. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then, of course... And that's down in Dover. I that believe, is, right? yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, on April 25th and April 26th is the actual event, um, the National Poetry Competition, where um, there'll be... I guess 51 other students. 53. Well, 52 others, actually. 52 other students Mm -hmm. competing for the prize, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That's 50 states and two U.S. territories, I believe, right? And Washington, D.C. And D.C. D.C. and, yeah, Mm -hmm. one other, right? Okay, great. So uh, are you excited about that? I am. It's on my birthday. Oh, I'm going to tell them. (laughs) And I believe the first day, it's, it's the preliminary rounds, and then the finalists go on to the second day. Mm-hmm. Delaware will come in the morning. There's uh, three regional group competitions. So the first is at 9 a.m., and Delaware is grouped in that group at 9 a.m., and all of this streams live. If you go to um, the National Endowment for the Arts and search Poetry Out Loud, when we're coming up to April 25th, you can log in and watch it happening any from anywhere. Now, you've been before, Joanne. Any Quick insights. We've got about 40 seconds left. Um, have fun and get to know all the fellow contestants. It will be so amazing. <laughs> oh, that yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you, uh, you get to go down free, uh, Cecilia, uh, with an adult chaperone. And you've already gotten a small stipend, I believe, for the state championship. And your school has gotten $500 or will be getting $500 for poetry materials. And if you win at the national level, you'll be getting uh, considerably more in scholarships. So that's wonderful opportunity. Our guests in the, stu- in the studio today have been Cecilia Ergata, the 2017 Delaware Poetry Out Loud champion, who will be heading down to Washington, D.C. on April 25th and 26th for the national competition. Also in the studio with us is Joanne Belingit, uh, po- Poetry Out Loud coordinator and former state poet laureate. Thanks both for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank, Thank you. you.